Greetings. Welcome to Sippin' Tea with D. This is your host, Deirdre Simmons. Thank you for joining us this evening. Family. Family is one of the most essential parts of our being. Whether it's our biological family, our adoptive family, our step family, our INSA family, or a blended family. Family is just that. The people that mean the most to us, that help us to grow, develop, and nurture. Tonight, I have some very special guests. I'm going to talk with my sisters, biological, by marriage, about the journey of our blended family. Often, I don't talk about this, but I am blessed to have three streams of family. One from my biological father, another from a father whose name that I carried, and another who was my stepfather who raised me. As a result, I have all sorts of streams of love from all different directions. We're going to talk tonight in a very candid fashion about the development and the growth of family, how important it is to address challenges that you meet, and also how you can flourish and grow and become one solid unit. So, move in close. Grab your tea and take a listen because you certainly don't want to miss this. Welcome to Sippin' Tea with D. Thank you for joining us. This is your host, Deirdre Simmons. Uh, tonight's topic is one that I can certainly relate to on a personal level. Uh, I also have some very special guests with me this evening. Uh, We're talking about blended families and what that means, um, how blended families interact, some challenges of blended families. We're gonna get into some advantages, uh, just how that entire process works. And hopefully uh, we can share some information and be able to uh, guide some other people who may be in this similar situation. So I am joined this evening by my sisters. And that means on a biological level, on the level of marriage, on, uh, you know, however you want to look at it. Uh, You know, blended families is something that we all can sort of relate to in that blended families consist of step families. Uh, Sometimes it's an Insta family. Um, Sometimes they're looked at as even a bonus family. And I consider myself to be blessed by all of that. So first I want to introduce to you, um, I have this evening, Tanya. Tanya, please say hello. Hello. I have uh, Foy with us. Foy, please say hello. Hey, everyone. And then I have Kiana. Kiana, speak to the uh, people for us, please. Hello, people. How are you? And last but certainly not least, I have Laura. Laura, greetings. Greetings. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you for uh, being willing and uh, 
you know, ready to discuss this topic. Before we get started and before we get into uh, the idea of blended families, I have to ask you that question that I ask all of my guests. Ladies, I'm sipping on a little bit of ginger maple tea. What are you drinking this evening? What tea are you sipping on? Starting with you, Tanya. I don't know, but that ginger maple sounds delicious. Oh, you have to try it. It's one of those uh, celestial seasonings tea. So make sure you give it a ginger try. maple. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, this evening I'm drink. Um, I'm sipping on a little uh, cranberry white tea with a splash of other things. Okay, okay, that sounds lovely. And Foy, what are you sipping on this evening? Um, I'm sipping on a nice glass of Malbec, um, Argentina to be exact. Ooh, now that tea has a little zing in it. <laughs> and Kiana, what are you sipping on this evening? Well, I'll be sipping on some um, Elmo Pio black cherry wine. Oh, okay. I'm sipping on grapes, not tea oh. tonight. So I'm okay. I'm in a different mood. All right now. Okay. Nothing wrong with a little grapes Absolutely in our not. tea. <laughs> and Laura, what do you have? So today I am drinking Spinelli Special. So Ooh, what a special ingredients that mm -hmm. basically, um, you know, the Spinelli special it has special ingredients that keeps me going. All so right, I'm also right. sipping on grapes. Oh, okay. So you have a blend of both leaves and grapes. Can I, can I, is it safe to say that? That's the Spinelli special. All righty, all righty, all righty. Well, ladies, 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 let's just get right into it. Uh, now that we've uh, shared a little bit of our teas, let's get into it. When we talk about, again, blended families, again, blended families are instant families, bonus families, instant family. And technically, this unit right here is, is definitely a blended family. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I am a part, a product of a blended family on both of ends, both on my mother's side as well as, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, on my father's uh, side. So I have a lot of experience with blended families. Um, I can certainly speak to uh, some of the advantages, uh, some of the challenges as well. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about. You know, when we talk about blended families, um, you know, what exactly, or for you, uh, starting with you, Tanya, what do you think makes a blended family? What do you think it makes a blended family successful? Um, I think in terms of making a blended family successful would be uh, the adults that are involved. And I truly believe that communication is key okay. to be where the adults are willing to kind of work together to ensure that um, the kids are safe and that the kids also feel secure within the unit, whether they're going to their mom's house or their dad's house. It's just kind of important to um, just keep the communication open. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And excuse me, uh, Foy, uh, would you like to add to that? Like, what do you feel that makes uh, a blended family successful? Tanya mentioned communication. Communication is definitely key, but um, when we're dealing with children, I think as long as you put the children first, their, you know, their happiness, their success, their ability to grow and learn and prosper in life. So um, yeah, I would have to say putting the children first. Okay, putting the children first. Absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm, I, um, and I'm going to ask Kiana this question as well. Kiana, uh, you know, what do you feel like helps to make a blended family successful? Tanya said communication. Foy said putting children first. So I think um, consistency is very important. So wow. what you do in one place has to be um, consistent in the other place because children know that, you know, it, it confuses them sometimes when, you know, they're doing something in one spot and they're not doing it here or they're not allowed to do something here. But it really ties into the same thing that Tanya and Foy also said with communication and also putting the children first you know, you communicate that stuff to each other. So you can always be consistent in your behaviors. So if I say, you know, to my child, you can't do this, then I know my child isn't doing it in, in another household, in, in her father's household, because we're consistent with what we do and what we say and how we, you know, and how we're raising um, her. So, you know, with the communication and also putting, you know, children first, you know, what's always best for the child is, is most important. So it's not despite the other person, you know, it's also just being consistent with, you know, what you're doing. So that way, you know, there's, there's no confusion about, you know, what's going on or what you're doing or what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do when you can't do one thing or another. And then that also prevents the child from playing the parents against each other. Mm -hmm. Because when they know they can get away with something in one spot because you're not communicating or there's no consistency, oh, they're going to play on that. But right. when they try to text the one parent, oh, can I do this, that, and the third? And that parent sends that screenshot to the other parent because there's always open communication. And it's like, oh, okay, really? Then we already had this conversation. So, you know, that, you know, all of that just ties into just being consistent with, you know, everything that you do. So consistency is, is also key in, um, in raising a blended family. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. And thank you for that contribution. I, I just wanted to say and point out that one of the wonderful things about this ensemble is, uh, in addition to uh, us being sisters, the level in which we've all that we're all uh, intertwined. Uh, Kiana and Foy, you are both uh, parents in a direct uh, blended family, um, you know, and the beauty of that is, is that, you know, when you both talk, when you both talked about communication and consistency, uh, Kiana, Kiana and both Foy, your relationship and you developing and uh, growing the relationship with your two families, Kiana, Foy is married to Kiana's ex-husband, but Foy has also been uh, become a part of our uh, direct family. You know, we consider her a sister. And a lot of times people have always found that fascinating um, because, you know, 
unfortunately, in many situations, uh, it does not transition that way. Uh, you know, at, because Foy has become a part of our family, I think that also had a lot to do with our uh, indulgence and our acceptance came to do with the example that that was already given to us uh, in terms of our own parenting. Um, you know, we we I was raised in a household where I was raised by a step parent. So there, you know, a lot of people don't know this about me. You know, I have what I consider to be three. I have three fathers, you know, the father that gave, you know, my biological father, the fathers whose name I carry, and then my stepfather who raised me. So at one point in my life, I, I was kind of embarrassed about that. You know, I wasn't really, uh, you know, willing or eager to share that. And a lot of people didn't know it. But as I've become older, it has become a great blessing to me to be a part of that because I have three families and that is what I consider to be my bonus family. I have all these cousins, all these uncles and aunts, um, and I feel very loved by members of all of those families. And I feel very accepted by all of those families. Now, um, and for Foy and Kiana, uh, when the two of you blended and met, what were some of the things that uh, you two did to bridge the gap and uh, to keep to open up communication in terms of blending your families and raising the children? Um, I don't really think it was much me and Kiana had to do. It was getting the dad on board. I think we came pretty much with an open mind. We knew a few people in common. So we had already like really, you know, not known each other, but we realized that we had people in common. And I think it was a matter of getting the babies, you know, getting my husband on board with how things were going to go. Cause um, coming from a blended family myself, I always got treated like royalty. Like my dad's been married four times, unfortunately, but mm -hmm. each wife, <laughs> in, you know, the way they loved my dad, was you know they it always showered and poured over on me so I had awesome. a good experience as you know being in a blended family because you know his wives had children and stuff but I had heard horror stories but right. my whole entire family on my mom's side had always been blended I had people that was coming to family reunions that had been divorced out of my family before I was even born that I didn't even know about but they always came to the family reunion and it wasn't until I got older and was able to put the pieces together you know through talking to my mom mm -hmm. so I think it was just a matter of you know getting him on board because he didn't have that type of experience right he came from a very resentful family whole grudges for 20 years or longer mm -hmm. um and I you know life is too short for all of that Absolutely. like you had this baby with her at some point right. you loved her I don't need you to be in love with her but I need you to love her enough for us to all raise this baby together exactly. and you know continue on so um, Kiana and I always were able to communicate as long as I can remember. Um, and it's been 12 years now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Kiana, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I'll add to that. Um, because actually, I remember the first day that I talked to Foy. We were both working. And I walked past her and I looked like, I think that's who I, I was like, I think that is who I think it is. And I say, you know what, because at the end of the day, you know, my child has to be able to live in a household with her and she's also co-parenting. So mm -hmm. I'm not the type of person and, you know, like, you know, we weren't raised to 
hold grudges or, you know, like I said, like we grew up in a blended family, you know, mm-hmm. I recall from even my childhood going to visit people in, you know, um, on your side of the, on your dad's side of the family. And I never even realizing that they weren't really aunts or cousins of mine. It's like, oh, hey, aunt so-and-so, you know, and I didn't, it, it wasn't, it was like, they were really related, you know, so right. there was no difference in who was who. So, you know, when I saw her, I said, you know what? Because at the end of the day, I have to make sure that my child is taken care of, whether she's with me or whether she's over there. Because when he's at work, who's she home with? And there's so many things that happen with children, you know, with the the other parent or the, the girlfriend or the, you know, and, you know, that just, and, you know, my, and my mindset was, I have to make sure that, you know, let me be the person to introduce myself or like start this off because I felt like it was my responsibility because that was my child. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to make sure that she understood where I was coming from, because that way there's no secondhand, thirdhand um, information being passed. And, you know, I'm not the type of person, you know, I, I you know, I'm who I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our first conversation was just that, like, hey, this is me. You know, I, I, I've heard about you through mutual friends and, um, um, you know, I'm not about the riffraff and. I, I heard that you weren't either. So, you know, this is what it is. Here's my number. If you need anything, you can always call me. Mm-hmm. If you want to pick her up, you know, I don't have any problems about that. I don't care if you're trying to surprise him one day. It's like, oh, here, you know, let's do something for the day. You know, because I'm not the type of person where it's like, oh, no, you're not. This is it. your day. You know, I'm, I wasn't about that. And, you know, we had a nice little conversation. We exchanged numbers. And, you know, from then on, that's just where, where we were, you know, so mm-hmm. we were always on the same page because, you know, she's a genuine person. I'm a genuine person. And we had that same type of mentality. Yep. It was about, like she said, changing the mindset of the other person, <laughs> just making sure that he got on board, knowing that, you know, we all have to co-parent and be on the same page, you know, in order to, you know, raise our daughter the way that, you know, we want to be raised, when she want, the way we think she should be raised. So, you know, from the moment she and I had a conversation, you know, it was all, it was no problem, you know, and we've been, I, you know, I consider her a sister of mine at this yes, point. That's absolutely. And I think that's so wonderful because again, it's so not common and a lot of people don't necessarily see that. And when you're blending families, you know, you guys mentioned it early, communication is really key. Um, consistency is really key. And, you know, uh, keeping family first is just, you know, really, really key. Keeping the kids, you know, making sure that the children understand. I think that children model what they see. So, you know, you know, Foy said it herself, you know, by by coming from a a family where she saw, you know, there was blending and, you know, uh, you know, bonus families and step families all blended. She knew how to handle it. You know, Kiana, like we came from a family where, you know, I was raised by a stepfather. So we saw that we understood that. Um, And sometimes family and we all know this as we get older, sometimes family is not even about just blood. It's about the the bond of family, you know, and, you know, that's why we can sit here and say we're sisters because, you know, it's just beyond that, you know, the beyond the the necessary the bloodline but just that understanding that's that communication that love and respect for one another that is what builds a family and that's what helps to keep um 
the consistency within the family. Uh, I can say for me that um, unfortunately, uh, on uh, on my other on my other side of my of my family, I did not or I did not excuse me I did not necessarily feel that um, my presence was always fully accepted. Um, so I do I do know the challenges of that. Um, I don't I didn't always see. I didn't. I don't see images that represent me when I walk into the home. Um, I don't even know that people are always aware of my presence of who I am. So, as a person, or even though I'm an adult, but even like having the mind of a child, in that I'm a part of the blended family. On my father's side, my biological father's side, I don't feel that openness. I don't feel that um, that communication is necessarily there. Um, I don't necessarily feel that um, that my presence is fully is accepted because I don't even think that people are even aware that I exist. And as an adult, that even has an impact on me because that's very, very important to feel accepted and to know. And I think to know that people know who you are and appreciate who you are. And I think that's why this relationship is so special because we all do know who we all are. Um, For you have a daughter and I consider that to be my niece. Shama is my niece, just like Sanaya is. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, uh, Kiana has stepchildren as well you know, and they're my niece and nephew, just like, you know, Sanaya and Sean are. So, you know, Foy, and then the other extension, you know, you, you and Mark have a son and that is my nephew, you know, so I support and I'm, I'm grateful, you know, for everything and to be a part of their lives. When they see me, I'm auntie, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's the way that it should be. Did you want to add something to that? I want to add something to it. Go ahead, Laura. Um, it is very important to feel loved and valued. Absolutely. Um, within this situation, it's not putting just your own kids first, but all of the kids, make them all feel equal because it is a difference when they feel, um, when one is getting more attention, more love than the other. You want everyone to feel the same because what mommy taught us, it's about how you made that person feel. Exactly. And that's exactly. the that's the one feeling that, you know, leaves an impression in their heart. You know, I no one can ever say, you know, when I think of Aunt Laura or mommy or however they, you know, whatever you refer to me as, um, I never treated you any different than my own. Mm-hmm. And when I say my own, I say blood, but blood doesn't mean anything, especially when it comes to our relationship of our extended families Blood, water, we're all family. We have I have a million nieces, nephews and you know, kids, and it's just a beautiful feeling just to have that value and that love in return. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to focus uh, also on some of those challenges. You know, I I, I spoke of, you know, um, not feeling, even as an adult, on uh, my other side of the family, feeling uh, that I am accepted, feeling that I am loved, feeling that, People even know who I am. Um, And as I said, even to walk into a space in a room and not to see images of myself, it's it's hurtful because it's almost if I don't exist. 
Um, and even as an adult, I find that to be hurtful. Um, I find it to be challenging. And, you know, I don't think that sometimes people think about that in blended situations. And one of the things that I do love uh, about watching uh, Kiana uh, as a uh, as 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 playing in the role of a stepmom is that uh, I re- I like the fact that her love, the way her love is extended to her, to all of her children, you know, those that she gave birth to and those that she have, she's acquired from marriage, you know, from her bonus children. You know, I, I love to, I love that idea of how she sees them and how she interacts and engages with them uh, as her own children. Uh, and, you know, I remember a story, you know, very distinctly when uh, when uh, Sanaya was very young and, um, you know, she always had these quirky little ways about herself. And, you know, she, she, I think she, you know, she was, she, she's, she did it to me before. So, you know, where she told me, you know, you know, like she was saying, I don't want to go. No, 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 no. I don't want to go with you or some, some, something quirky she did. But I remember, uh, Foy communicating that, uh, to, to our mother about, you know, some of her behavior. And I remember, remember her saying, oh, you, 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 you allowed to get her. You're allowed to take care of her. You, you, you can, you can get her. You know, she starts acting like that. You tear her up, you know, and that same extension was extended to her. That same type of love was extended to her. They're like, you go ahead and take care of that because you're her, you know, you're her other mom. You're her mother too. And I I always thought that that was so interesting. And I thought that was a great thing because that love and that respect was already established that she, and and that she was entrusted with her. Yeah, because one thing about it, mommy was definitely no nonsense when it came to children and being respectful and things of that nature. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. absolutely. I I actually remember that because she, she, um, (laughs) that, um, you know, that, that she was acting out the one day she was like, I I told her, tear up, tear up. Yeah, the exactly. Thing, though, you know what's funny? I'm gonna tell you what funny that was. Wait, wait. Before that, though, but the funnier thing was because my ex-husband, before his husband, <laughs> he was the type of person where don't touch his child, don't touch his daughter. So he just, he wasn't the type of person, he wasn't having it. So when my mom told her, no, this, this is what you're going to do. She started acting like that, you better chat up. So it was like, well, wait, because... Now, I know you're saying this, and I know how he is. And I said, listen, I already, you know, I know how she is. So I thought that was just super funny because I know how he is, but I know how my mother is. And it's like, if you're entrusted to care for uh, any one of our, our children, then, you know, you have all the rights of the parent. And there was no, oh, you can't do this or you can't do Because if that's the case, they go home. Right. Yeah. But if my child is in your care... You know, then you that's you better it. do what you need to do because you know we don't tolerate that behavior. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Even to this day, don't send your kid over here if you don't want me to chastise them, yep. and if you don't want me to discipline them, don't leave them here. And I told her the funny. same thing because boys <laughs> called me and said, "You know that girl walked in this house and she didn't say anything to me." I said, "But well, don't, yep. don't feed her. Don't feed her." 
because Wait, do you, boy, do you remember that moment when, when 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 you got the grandmother to tell you? I do. Like, I believe it was somebody's birthday. We was all at Kiana. But you know what? You know what story room. it was that you shared with us? It was the story when you took her to the store. You were out with your mom and she was falling out. Oh, because that was her yeah. favorite thing. She oh, falling out. Definitely like falling out. <laughs> yeah, her up that day. You don't fall out in the store. Oh, I do, yes. <laughs> yes. So that was, it was somebody's birthday party. I don't know if it was Sean or Sanaya's, but you were sharing yeah. a story when you were out with Sanaya and your mom, and Sanaya was falling out. And mommy said, <laughs> Get her. I was yes. Like, and she was not I'm playing. Like, I know you're saying that, but her dad on the other hand said, <laughs> And she, Boy, how did you said. feel though? How did you feel though getting getting that right to passage, so to speak? Um, it was um, so you know what? Out of everything, it was good to know that she didn't just do it with me. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes as a step parent, you feel like they only do that kind of stuff to you, right? And it's right. like so to hear your mom, who I know now you love, right? Uh-huh. Say, oh, she acts like that with me too. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wait a minute because i was actually <laughs> taking it personal for a long time like hey yeah. I, I mean i've been around since she was two like I, oh, what more yeah. do you want? I'm, not new, I'm not new on the scene at this point like i've been on the scene and she's like it all started with her little brother coming that's a whole other story so, <laughs> <laughs> but you know so it was more or less like an awakening like i was more i found more satisfaction in knowing that your mom was like no she acts like this with everybody just get her ass you know yeah. versus you know getting that rites of passage to you know um deal with her appropriately when she does act out absolutely absolutely before and- you know what well she did that to my husband in the mall so imagine that king of pressure mall and wait and he he's of a different race uh-huh. So she's screaming, help me, help me, get off me, get off me. And he said, all the black people turned around and looked at him like, I know he's not trying to steal this little black girl. And he said he was, first of all, he was pissed, but then he was petrified because he was like, he didn't want somebody to think that he was trying to kidnap her or something. And she was like, no, no, I want my mommy, get off of me. Help, help. And he was just so mad. He had to call me in the parking lot. Like, let me tell you about her. So oh yeah, but she's done that to me. She's done that to me as well. But you know what? Let's talk about that though. Let's talk about that. When we talk about blended families, sometimes when we talk about challenges, sometimes the challenges are not just about um, you know the communication and being able to to get along. But what if there are some cultural differences? What if there are some things you know? Even you know, what if there are some things that we just do within our families in terms of traditions that are very different? Excuse me, in terms of culture, you know, how do we handle that when we're blending families? Um, I know that within this group. We have different religions. Um, we have so you know that also c- can create you know some di- some you know some differences in terms of how we handle things. Who'd like to expound on that? Like how how can we? What are some of the things just in terms of honoring uh, the traditions in a blended family or, or or the cultures of our families? What are some of the things that you guys have done? Well, I know we don't eat pork in our house, right? And Tonight, her favorite thing is a bacon cheeseburger or something. She wants some bacon on something every chance she can get. And her dad be like, no, no. You got turkey bacon? No. And I'm like, 
if she eats the bacon at home, like we, I, I, I more being a good influence, right? right? More so than trying to change. If this is something that she enjoys eating and she likes, you be that influence on her. Or if you're not, if you don't want her to have it, explain to her why you don't want her to have it, and then let her choose whether she still wants it or not, right? right. But just okay. deprive the child of what she does, because when you deal with blended families, you deal with a lot of different religions, a lot of different traditions, a lot of household ways. Absolutely, so you can't make someone conform. So here's the thing: if she eating a bacon, a pork bacon cheeseburger with a mom, and she eating a turkey bacon cheeseburger, like, it, what are you proving? You just proved that we only eat turkey here, and she only eat pork there, like. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, but, ask, I but what's wrong with that? I mean, like that way to me, you kind of get a blend of both worlds. But you know what though? That beef bacon hits a different world. Oh, that do that beef bacon do hit a different way. I do Let me tell you something. Yeah. But no, but I mean, I mean, but, but there's yes. I think there's nothing wrong. I don't see anything wrong with that because I think that it brings the opportunity to kind of blend worlds. And it it also offers uh the opportunity to see things from different perspectives. And I think that is what happens when families are blended. That if and, and I think that helps to build and develop individuals because as you grow you get to see other sides of life. You get to see it from other perspectives, which helps to me will help you deal with people outside of, you know, when you, outside of your family, when you're, when you, you know, as you grow and develop and, and walk into the world, don't you think? Well, I just crazy? think that you should explain, especially at, especially at the age she's at now, right? So mm-hmm. I think you explaining to them will help them develop their own views and opinions of what they want to do as they get older and become mm-hmm. more independent of their own lives, right? Okay. But I feel like if you dictate to them what you want, they're only going to do the opposite. Like, we were all teenagers before and kids before. As soon as mom said, we can't, what's the first thing we, we wanted? Just because right. she said we can't. Right, right. We find exactly. our best to get to it now because she said we can't. So I just think that explaining is a little bit more than saying yes or no. Like, explain why we don't. Right. Acknowledge the fact that she does. Right. Let her make that decision, you know, as she gets older, you know. I, I have to ask this question. No, that's that I that is true. But I have to ask this question when you when we're speaking of the children. Did did any of you uh have any in terms of the children, did you have to directly express any concerns? I know when we talked about, you know, with Sanaya falling out, which she did with everybody and no, no, no. She did that. I mean, I got some of that too. Um, you know, but did, did in terms of the children, like Masai, like at any point did you have to express the concerns or or speak to the children directly in terms of what were their issues or concerns with blending? Or did they even notice? Have the children even mentioned that they've noticed or? Nope. Masai swears showing his little brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's so to cute. Do it last time he said, he was like, well, my little brother. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Sean. I was like, oh, yeah, Sean. Right, 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 right. 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 We good, we good. Um, <laughs> I don't really think they missed a beat. I mean, I know he's getting old. Messiah's getting older. He'll be 11 next month. And he acknowledged, like, he can acknowledge, like, he'll be excited, like, now you come today? She come, it's Friday, right? She come on this Friday, right? Okay. But also, you know, he'll ask for CJ. He'll ask for Sean, too. Like, right. I think he, I don't really think he, I think he where I, is where I was at that age. Like, I have all this family. And like, at some yes. point in his life, he'll figure out how he got all this family. Right. Yes, yes. How the, how the parents handle this situation. So if we were told, just like a, like um, 
Didi said with the blended family style, she didn't know going to this family reunion. I used to go to the Boswell family reunion and I didn't know I wasn't really a Boswell, even though I'm a Richardson, but you know, my dad used to go to their family reunions. And when my parents finally divorced, he was upset that we went to the Boswell family reunion without him. And it's just like, you're no longer in our unit. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I, I met, you know, this one, I, this I, uncle that, and it's just like, you have so many bonus family members that you don't really realize they're not really connected to you, but they are and mm. their impact makes a big difference. So it's just, it's how the parents, you know, have the situation and, you know, make it for you, basically how do right. parents make the situation for you. Right. And that's a good point because, you know, there is a such thing as life and life in life things happen. So when things happen, such as divorce, you know, and when things happen, such as divorce, you know, how do we handle that? Do we still engage? Because even with the uh, Sandy's girls, the, the four of us being sisters and having the same mom, we do have uh, different dads and we have chilled, we have siblings outside of even our own unit as close as we are. Uh, I know that uh, for me, uh, you know, I have a relationship, like Tanya has a sister, another sister, whom I also have a relationship. I actually just talked to her. Yeah, I just talked to her a couple months ago. Um, And I just feel like, you know, when you mentioned about having this additional family and, you know, the bonuses of having additional family, it really can be a blessing, you know, because it's, it's just getting, I look at it as streams of love, like all these streams of love, all these streams of love coming your way, all these people that are going to look out for you. I mean, overall, as a community, we're supposed to be family regardless. Um, we're supposed to be, you know, um, you know, we're supposed to look out for one one another regardless. You know, they say it takes a village and it does, not just in terms of raising our children, but also in loving one another and providing a safe space. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it's about. In a blended family, providing that safe space. Wouldn't you say so, ladies? Absolutely. Definitely agree, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that we also have to make sure that, you know, the children feel included in things like, you know, outside of the parents, like they feel included. Like my mom constantly always asks us and I, you know, and buys her gifts when she buys Messiah and Shama stuff. And other um, week when she was here last week, um, I was saying something about her schoolwork. And I said, well, you know, the minimum that you have to come to the table with is the high school diploma. We already mapped out your spot on the wall because we have a wall with everybody's high school diplomas and college degrees and stuff on it in, in our family, in our um Den area, and I awesome. said, We already mapped out where your high school diploma is going. And she looked at me like, like First of all, I was trying to figure out, like Are you looking at me because you don't plan on graduating, or are you looking at me like, <laughs> like I'm continuing this conversation, like Why are you looking at me so strange? But I was like, Yeah, we have a spot for you on the wall already. Like, me and daddy already picked it out. And so I was like, We'll figure out some kind of way to get two, two copies of your high school diploma, but you, you're going on the wall. Like, why wouldn't you go on the wall? And she kind of looked at me and grinned. So I think making like making sure that they feel included. And, you know, because a lot of times we do things as a parent 
and we know it's done on the back end, but the kids don't see it on the front end. So just making them know that you're being included, like we're doing all of this for you. Like yes. it's not yes. to go on, you know, not to go on and that's important. I mean, if that's important that that space is there. And she may not understand today the impact of that, but that really, really is important. That's important to know that, you know, like you said, your mom brings her gifts and gifts and ask her, you know, ask about her and things like that. Like it's important to know that you're accepted on that in that unit, you know. And you know, she has a stepdad, and I know that his mom was there last week to make cookies with her. You know, like to have all this extension again. It goes back to these are all streams of love and all streams of openness. You know, and I and I know that you know Tanya and 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 Laura also they. You you know, they have bonus uh, children or whatever. And one of the things I like is when I walk in and I see these children's pictures on the mantles and, you know, and I, I see, you know, just the relationship, you know, and sometimes, you know, it could be sometimes in some situations where, you know, where the other parent is not willing. I know earlier, Kiana, you and Foy mentioned how, you know, you guys were wide open. You were cool, but you were concerned about bringing dad on board and his, his, his concerns and, you know, and his, and, and things that he had encountered. So it had not been a pleasant for him in the past. He had not seen a smooth transition, but what a wonderful thing that you ladies did by enlightening him and engaging him and showing him that this is possible, you know, that this can happen. So I think that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, but I certainly, um, you know, appreciate you ladies coming and sipping some tea with me and talking about blended families. Um, you know, the information that you share will hopefully uh, be, you know, accepted and, and considered by other people that are going through this situation. But for, I, I want to ask another question. Like, what do you think is just the most rewarding thing about this situation? I would say that just to have it work, <laughs> just wow. so everybody wow. on board and just to make it work because kids, they already have enough things going on in terms of school, in terms of other children, in terms of bullying. The last thing a child needs is to see a bunch of adults acting like animals right. and that cannot get along. It's just about the kids. Absolutely. I love that, Tanya. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I can't agree. Laura, did you want to add anything? Or Kiana, did you want to add anything to that? Because I mean, I think, you know, just like she said, the kids, you know, just to make it work, just so they can see it in motion is wonderful. You know what? And it's so funny. Let me interrupt real fast because, okay, when, when my son was younger, when Fred was younger, it was like a whole situation between myself and his dad. So when I got with Wayne, it was just so much animosity on Fred's part because mm -hmm. Wayne always comes with a, hey man, like friendly, nice, kind, so on and so forth. But... <laughs> My son's father was a whole nother beast. So it took him years to kind of, to um, finally come to Wayne and say, listen, 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't have been acting this way for years. He was like, um, the next time I come over to pick up Monk, which is my son, would it be possible for you to come on downstairs, give me a pound, let us hug, and then, and then that way Monk knows that everything is fine. So then, I mean, it took him years though, like years of like hatred, doing mean things, but right. then finally, he finally, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, finally opened up or? He opened up and said, white let stop it. Let me stop it. After a couple of years of it, let me just stop it. Let me be um, grown. Mm-hmm. And let me do what's right, and let me do what's in what's in the best interest of Monk. So, so he basically surrendered to that process and accepting that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it took a while, but he did it. Absolutely, yes. Awesome, awesome. Because at the end of the day, that occurred after that situation occurred. Did, was there a shift in your sons and Wayne? Oh, he felt so comfortable. Absolutely. Okay. He okay. Felt comfortable because the crazy part about it was that Monk also played football so me and Wayne would go to the football games and he couldn't even come over and speak to us because it was just so uncomfortable wow Wow. it was just uncomfortable so and that's a tough position for a kid to be in he would just basically walk by and say nothing because he already knew that it was just an uncomfortable situation yep wow wow yeah, it's pretty much, you know, at the end of the day, you, you everybody's an adult, at least the parents are, and mm-hmm. you have to act accordingly. You know, things happen, and at some point, that child is going to see what, what, how, how everything really played out, mm-hmm. and it may play in your favor in the beginning, but in the long run, you know, it's actually, you know, they'll see it for what it you really was. Yourself. Hurt yourself. So, you know, and the funny thing is, I actually had this conversation, you know, even with my stepdaughter recently, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had, and I told her, I said, you know, I don't always, I don't intervene a lot of times when, you know, your dad's saying things because I know how he is. I said, but, you know, you might not see things for what they are, or you don't know the reasons why things are the way they are. I said, but at the end of the day, you know, I love you. He loves you. Your mom loves you. I said, so no matter what, I said, you know, in the long run, when you get older, um, you'll understand, you know, sometimes how relationships are like some things don't last and, you know, we want it to be a certain way and, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Absolutely. Um, You know, I said, but, you know, but at the same time, nobody's going to, you know, do you any harm. I said, so that's what's most important. I'm always going to do what's best for you. He's always going to do what's best for you. Your mom's always going to do what's best for you. No matter, you know, what paint, what picture is painted for you or, you know, I said, but you'll see what you need to see when the time is right, when, when it needs to be revealed. I said, so, you know, I don't want you to ever have any, you know, I said, I don't want you to have any misconceptions or, any, or anything. And I think you're old enough to understand what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I don't want to tell you too much. <laughs> But, you know, uh, you know, things don't always happen the way we want it to, but that doesn't take away the love that he has for you, or it doesn't take away the love that your mother has for you, and it doesn't take away the love that I've had for you, you know, right. you know, so we've always, we've all had to accommodate to a certain uh, point, and, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, just know that you've just gained extra love. Right, absolutely. Um, 
But Absolutely. they'll see it, you know, I think with all the, you know, if you, if you don't, it, you know, you try to put things in children's heads or if you try to play things out a certain way, it may work to your advantage at some point. But, you know, as they get older and they grow and they, they see relationships and they're in their own relationships and, you know, it'll dawn on them at some point, like, wait a minute. All of these things that happen, but they never turned their back on me, but you always try to say this, they're mm-hmm. going to resent the other parent for that. Right, right. Do you know? Because Tiana has come to our house for any special event that we have right um including my daughter's trunk party prom for like prom going away like she's been there like my daughter be like hey how miss key doing i'm like she all right you know i saw her you know we dress she dressed tonight <laughs> she's like oh you know and she talks to tonight because it's eight years between them so now right. it's nice and a little bit older they text a little bit more and talk a little bit more right um but even being an example for my oldest who's 23 Exactly. To just see how this is all played out because I don't know if y'all remember, but like, I guess, I guess it's been about eight years now when she was attacked on the trolley yeah. and her biological father, the one that raised her and my husband all was out there on a manhunt. Like when she right. saw the, like, the extent that people were going for her to, yes. like, for her, her well interest and how everyone just came together. I think that was the light bulb in her head. Yes. It was like, oh, this blended yep. family thing. Like, like you just gave so many yep. more people. That's a great example. A great example yeah, of how, you know, everybody came together. Just like you said, for her to see all these people, all these people care about my well-being. All these people, you know, are here for me. All these people love me. And that was a traumatic experience. And she got all that love. Like she knew, like these people are my family. These people are here for me. Yeah. I, I was, I would say that's the most rewarding of this type of a situation you know to know that you have that and to see that you have that so I want people that you know that are listening to understand that you know work it out for the kids make this work make this type of situation work for the kids have that communication be consistent in your actions and in in the way that you interact with one another you know share those family celebrations share that uh those that extended love because you know especially in the world that we're living in now i feel that that is the most important thing it really certainly is but Ladies, thank you again for your transparency, you know, for your candor. Uh, I am so blessed to have all of you in my life to celebrate me, to support me, to encourage me, to love on me, you know, and to pray for me. So I certainly appreciate you. I just want to remind everyone that every Tuesday on IG Live, we have tea time with sipping tea with D, where we have real discussions, we have real talk um, about all sorts of issues. Please make sure that you join us every Tuesday or join me rather, and don't forget your tea. And also every Wednesday is a new episode or way back Wednesday of sipping tea with D, the audio podcast. Uh, If you have any questions or comments in regards to this particular episode, please make sure that you access the message board. Um, You remember we're available. I'm available on anchor Spotify, 
as well as Apple and Google Podcasts. So please make sure that you tune in and share this. If you if something in here resonated with you, please be sure to share it with someone. Please be sure to let us know. But I thank you for joining me. And I look forward to uh, talking to you again. Have a great evening. Bye. 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 Bye-bye.